My fucking decibel levels are fine, Matthew. Jesus Christ. I hate the new decibel level system. I'm confused and scared by it, and I'm going to vote it no. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. You're enunciating a lot. I know, that's what I do, or at least I try to, and Scott. Your cat's being very adorable. I don't, I, know. Know, I don't know if I can do this right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, pause, pause stop, the, stop the recording, yeah. playing with the cat now. That's no, okay, I can scritch and, and podcast. <laughs> Good scritch and podcast. Multitasker, you, Scott. Multi. Oh, you're so cute. Podcast Um, gold. uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Audience, it has been a moment, hasn't it, boys? Yeah, it really has. Well, they've been listening to us roll the play. Yep. Yep. Which I really hope that everyone's been enjoying Aeon. Um, uh, I enjoyed running it. These guys hopefully enjoyed playing it. Yes. I always want to play it. It keeps getting it keeps getting better in my opinion. Uh, so I, I heartily encourage if you liked what you heard on the first episode, please, please, a dollar a month, uh, you will like what you hear yep. uh, as it comes out. You'll get all the extra content, the patron content that we generally just bullshitting after the after the main recording, and you'll get all our actual plays. It'll be great. We get pithier as time goes on. Oh um, yeah, and I promise. I know there's a little bit of a like some people a little bit of an audio thing. Don't worry, it absolutely gets better. I promise you, it does. Uh, I, we were I, trying out new equipment, new equipment, new new ways of doing things. But yeah, we won't be like for the point. But it's it's worth it. Thank it's you, just Gu- worth it. It's thank just- you, guinea pigs. Thank you. Yeah, we had a great time. So since it's been a minute, um, what have you guys been doing for gaming? Uh, let's see. I've uh, only been taking away. <laughs> been doing nothing for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrapped. Gaming has just wrapped you in its big, strong, muscly arms. Yeah, I've done nothing for it. But eh. <laughs> well, um, I think the only thing I've done recently is I played in a one-shot D and D game that was testing out uh, the the sort of roll and move mechanics that have been posited out there. If they believe John Wick put it out there. Um, hashtag wet dick. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the basic idea behind it is instead of declaring what you want to do and then rolling the die to see how that goes, you basically at the beginning of the round, everyone rolls a die. And there's there's various ways of doing it, but it's the notion of the first thing you do is you roll a d20. Mm-hmm. Now you and know then what you, you're doing. You decide what you do from there. So if you're like, I rolled a two, well, obviously you don't want to make like a spell or an attack or, or, attack. or maybe you do want to like, oh, I rolled a two. Well, magic missile. Yeah, exactly. Because um, that doesn't need a roll to hit uh, or, or you know, whatever. And there's like I said, there's very various ways of doing it. Like maybe you roll a two and you decide, well, that's the end. En- that that's what the enemy rolled on his DC. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's interesting. I liked it. Uh, it was a fun story. Our, our friend John. Ran for us. Ah, excuse me. Uh, we were we were working for Strahd, uh, and yeah, it was fun. Strahd life. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Strahd, um, in in sort of more gaming news, uh, Dice Camera Action did something really cool at TwitchCon. Yeah, tell uh, me about that. Okay, so they did. I mean, they had they had a big stage, and it, it had it was basically set up like a play stage. There was a set, there were furniture, there were like set, set dressings and whatnot, and they played their game. And they had like four, they had four special guests, mm-hmm. and it was more like a improvised play because mm-hmm. they were moving around the set and like talking and like politicking. Um, and uh, then they they fought and finally killed Strahd. Cool. I'll need to watch it. I, I knew they were doing that, but I wanted to actually, you know, but I had, didn't actually it watch actually, it because that was during TwitchCon, yeah, right? Yeah, well, it was during TwitchCon, so you have to go on the VODs. I'm, I'm sure they'll have it on YouTube eventually. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool because, I mean, it, it, was, it was a very big moment for that game because they started that campaign running Curse of Strahd mm-hmm. at, you know, baby levels and now they're like level 11 yeah so when they fight strahd they're they're much more capable they're much more powerful and it was really funny because there was a really good moment when their paladin was just wailing on him just like going to town like hitting him with divine smites and radiant damages and chris perkins was like fully dressed as strahd oh that's cool like they they, they did makeup and hair and whatnot so that he looked as much as he could 
looked like the picture of Strahd on the cover of Curse of Strahd. And they had prop weapons that like lit up because they had radiant swords. Oh. And so what you're saying is they were LARPing. They were basically LARPing. I mean, it wasn't like full contact, but like it was, I mean, and they were rolling dice. They were doing front. a salon. They, they were doing, doing a salon with dice rolling and whatnot because they had like little pedestals where they could roll their dice and they were sort of spaced out over the stage. Cool. Um, and it was just a really epic and it was a really, there was a really funny moment when she was wailing on him and like hitting it, like I said, hitting him with radiant damage and divine smites and all that good stuff. And uh, Holly, uh, who plays Strix, was like, yeah, we're not level four anymore, asshole. <laughs> That's great. He so pushes around no more. Yeah, no, it really it, it really was that, like, he was their old tormentor, and now they're now they're big. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're putting him to bed in order to, like, uh, get past a lot of stuff. Yeah, which is good, because that entire group needs therapy. They oh really did. They, they got therapy one session. And they need more of it. They lots, do need more. Lots more. Well, apparently Strix, Strix has been ongoing with her therapy. Good. Which is good. But anyway, so that was really cool, like a sort of a big role play event. Uh, PAX Oz was this week, was last, last weekend as well. Uh, they had a C-Team game live, which was very, very funny. Um, it was a spooky Halloween game that was of course. very, very funny. Um, was it as spooky as our spooky Halloween game? Oh, no. Wait, what spooky Halloween? Where we died. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was. That's right. Yeah, Vicious Mockeries, the, our collaboration uh, with them. Hell House, Hell it House. is out now. We, we got, got Vicious Mock. Yeah. We got seriously hacked. We got guys. very spook. Very hot. There was uh, much spook. Uh, you guys need to check it out. It's called yeah. Vicious Mockery. I will link it in the show notes. Absolutely. It you is to, very funny. It is excessively well edited. Oh, yeah. Like, the guy put in, he cut down all of our horse shit because, man, he cut down a lot. And then he put in a fantastic number of very appropriate sound effects and music and stuff to really give you the the yeah. feel of what was happening in so, that yeah so the first episode of that is out and there's going to be a couple more episodes uh, yeah i believe so soon and, and they're good listens like uh we had fun making them we've had fun it was a fun game and you should check it out yeah uh, um as for gaming uh actually uh going to you scott um i'm gonna call you out a little bit okay i told you i was gonna do it i'm gonna uh, do it now all right motherfucker uh so I what is back, happening i remember back in the day you were like no i don't want to play dnd no, no, I don't, don't want to. I don't want do. to play D and D, but no, no, fuck you, fuck you. No, you're, no, no, I you're, not putting, this you're out. not putting me on blast because I wasn't just playing D and D. I was playtesting experimental mechanics for D and D that make it more fucking tolerable. That may that I mean it. I will say just had doing the math in my head of how that mechanic works. It is very. Um, Friendly. I'll yeah. put it, it's a very friendly I mean, mechanic. Um, it's very pro player. It's what it it's is. Very it's very pro, pro player. player. And, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But I'm just like, you I don't know. I don't know how playing that works. D&D. And you played in Vicious Mockery, which is another D&D game. Yeah, but we got to fucking push the brand, man. You, 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 Fair. You, you like playing D&D. You just won't admit it. I will play D and D for a purpose. <laughs> it is not my go-to game. Whatever has to. It is not a game that I'm going to run. Tonight, man. Uh, Although saying that, uh, when the Acquisitions Incorporated book comes out, like that'll probably that'll, that'll probably okay. entice. We me. understand acceptance and admittance a- takes time. I will say, I will say, having played a little bit more in Fifth Edition, mm-hmm. Fifth Edition is much more tolerable it than is, anything I've ever and touched. And also, you have, I think, you have been lucky enough to have GMs of quality. Oh yeah, absolutely. In the, in the stuff you've done because John's a great GM, mm-hmm. and I, oh God, I forgot. Um, is it Sam or Max? I keep forgetting. Think it's Max. Yeah, I think if we get this wrong, fix it in post, Max. <laughs> that would be very embarrassing. Lord knows I haven't done that before. <laughs> so is very good. At, <laughs> is Thank very you. good at uh, gaming. No, he did a great job. And, um, and uh, as for gaming, for me, I uh, have been doing a lot of D and D. We have gotten knee deep in water deep. Or oh, we're so in ride or die for lift. Uh, ride or die for lift. Uh, if you play water deep, you'll understand who lift is. Um, I also we're we're level four and it's hilarious. This group that we have is amazing. We're we're a very varied group of. We all have different approaches on how we handle things for sure. Shiv, no shiv. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, Matt Matt understands how to put people in headlocks and shiv them. That's, <laughs> yeah, what, that's what I do. Uh, dwarf tackle. That's all I have to say. You know, you know what you like? Yeah, I know what I like. Uh, Amber. We played more some more yes, of Amber. We played more uh, Amber. That very has fun. Gotten spicy a little bit. Well, uh, by design. Like yes. I'm, I'm, I'm poking you, motherfuckers, to to get the knives out. Yep. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm having fun with that. Uh. Editing that is a pain in the ass. 
but I have a lot of backlog, so I'm not too terribly concerned about it. Um, um, what else gaming-wise have I done? We've done a little bit of Werewolf, which is great. Um, that continues to be a very interesting and fun game. Aeon keeps trucking along. Yep, Aeon's great. And mm -hmm. as he says, uh, the more we play, the better it gets, just because the system starts smoothing itself out. Oh, man, though. You have to admit, we almost got... We almost had a bad time. Ooh, yeah, I almost Ooh. had to pull the ripcord on that oh, one. Yeah, we almost had to pull, push the reset button. Which is a power you can have as a yep. killer sentient. <clears throat> if you want to, um, if you want to be like, this never happened. So you can have your your game turn into the end of the Twilight movie, where everyone you love dies, but it was actually just a vision at the beginning of the fight. Uh, <laughs> that, that's basically how that. Not works. to take the teeth out of it, but uh, yeah. I've actually got some comments later on when we get past that point and everything. I got some comments about that because there's a weird feeling that comes along with that power. I mean, uh, it's supposed to be feel weird. Uh, it feels like. It, it really feels like it should be retroactive. Like, it should be um, reflexive. I apologize. It should be reflexive, not something you preempt. Because you don't know if you want to do it. And therefore, it's sort of like this weird safety net. So if you're doing well, you're doing just well enough that you don't want to ripcord, but you're not doing as great as you could be. You're resistant to do it. It's very... Well, okay. There's, very, I, I will, there's a lot of tension uh, here, here's, in that. Here's what I'll say about that. I, I actually don't think it should be easy to do. Mm. I think it should because just from from like a perspective of running the game, like now I have to run this fucking combat again. I, I that, that's also my concern as a player. A hundred percent being a bro, yeah, is like if I if I do this, like we have to all, not just you, mm. all of us have to run through this combat again. Mm -hmm. Sure, we have a lot of foreknowledge, but mm -hmm. the roles are not necessarily going to carry us at this time. We could roll. Worse. Not much poorly. We, we could, it could end up somehow worse. Well, then, I mean, it basically, what what you do is you have more tactical data. Like yeah. you, you well, know what's coming. I know their capabilities, so so we, you know how to to focus your fire. We know who gets. We, we, it will be interesting. I might I might purposely push you guys uh, to test that out. Basically, sure, absolutely. I might um, purposely push you guys to a point where like everyone is dead, and and, and you you can you can. I'm the last survivor, and I need to ripcord out. But anyways. Uh, right. Can you use How? that even if you're dead? No. Uh, I'm, I'm really? if you can if you can jack me in like one. If you die in the gym, round. you die for real. Apparently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I'm the only thing that's real then. That's real. Oh, uh, that's some weird clear sentient. Content, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Ryan, what what cool gaming have you done? I mean, I I gave up on Persona Five for a little while because I hit 155 hours. <laughs> and I had, had like, to give it a break. It's like uh, another 20 hours. I know I'd be done in another 20 hours, but it's like I looked at what I'd end up doing. And it's like I don't want to do this stuff. <laughs> I don't like doing the JRPG. Like, but Grind. you could do this insane thing. It's like, but I beat the game pretty easily just being uh, a normal. Yeah, guy. he doesn't want to do the JRPG thing that he did for 150 hours. He just doesn't want to do it. I, I don't want to go, dude. It can go further than that. <laughs> I but, know it can. I mean, so I switched to Tales of Berseria, which is not as stylish or interesting, but it's you know a different kind of game. And as per usual, I've been playing Never After on Tuesday for two and a half fucking years. So, oh, yeah. so that just keeps trucking along. It keeps uh, trucking we along. We all did an escape room last week. We did an that escape room. That was great. Room. It was that fun. Was really um, I that, had so much fun. Yeah, no, those are those are really fun. That was the first escape room I've ever done. I'm looking forward to doing more. Yeah, uh, they those are, are like mini. It's like a mini LARP. Yeah, it's basically you're doing a high profile one hour module mm -hmm. in a. It's if a if your if your LARP had a budget, yeah. had a serious budget, and could make like false doors and rig up electronics and all the and and have enough time to prep all the clues and lots of locks, lots, lots of, of locks. locks and lots of keys. But anyway, that was fun. But anyway, I think we should move on into our topic for today. Mm, any new? Hold on, hold on. Reading quick news because I know Ryan, you told me about it. You got some news. Oh yeah, the call of well, okay. As of this, it'll have been out, but like tomorrow, it's right before Halloween, y'all. Uh, the Call of Cthulhu video game will be coming out for PS4. It is based off the Call of Cthulhu tabletop RPG, so the the madness is in it. Um, it's more of an inve spooky investigation game. I'm sure there's terrible horror that can occur because you're you're a guy investigating some Cthulhu shit, so. Yeah, you know, strap in for that. And yep. apparently there are RPG elements in it, interestingly enough. That looks really fun. Yep. Uh, and uh, Oran, uh, the Kickstarter is out. It's a game called Oran. It's very Afrocentric. It's almost post-singularity. Uh, the ladies at the uh, Glitter Dice have did a uh, playthrough of it, their actual play, real quick, like one shot. Uh, go check it out if you want to hear more about it, but it's definitely out. I'll definitely put a link in the show notes. 
Uh, anything else? Oh, and uh, in November, real soon, uh, Dungeons of the Mad Mage will be out for his, for everyone's consumption. Buying it. Buying it. We're going to play it because that's what we're going to do after Waterdeep. It's going to be great. Cool. But anyway, so on to our topic. Topic at hand. Experience. Ex yeah, experience systems. Uh, it's sort of a, a broad thing that most RPGs have. It's actually kind of a almost a defining characteristic it, of well, RPGs. I mean, yeah, well, progression. It's Pro advancement yeah. of your character. It's important. <laughs> it's um, kind of why a lot. It's why a lot of people do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and as as usually, we start with with old granddad uh, yep. and Dungeons and Dragons and but, the level system. But even granddad got a new hip. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> granddad's got a few, got some new parts they put in because. So, yeah, I guess it started off with you know a very you know sort of very strict very strict like you you have to kill kill monsters to get xp like the monsters are worth xp monsters, monsters are worth this much experience and it's got to be split between the party and in traditional dnd uh definitely in second edition it was like you could do things to earn XP that the other members didn't get. So XP wasn't always equally distributed. It was a, yeah, there was, a, oh man, so much asymmetrical experience in yeah, those and, systems. And that, which is the worst. Um, and which can get really nitty gritty. But a lot of people like that because part of the idea of a progression system is my dude is doing things. If I go through more challenges than other people, technically I'm learning more. Than those guys, ergo, yeah, yeah. Scott's making some, making some, yeah, uh, I mean, motions. Well, I mean, my my rebuttal <laughs> to that is eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fuck, but you. anyway, eventually you get that's enough. granddad. He was he's old. It was a different time. Well, much like most but, most you know boomers, <laughs> fucking suck it. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, to, to square that circle, you get enough experience and you go up a level, level, and uh, which. Which adds a host of abilities, mm -hmm. some of which you choose, some of which you don't. I mean, honestly, to your character. Like, honestly, like a level-based system, you're you're that's D and D. I mean, there are other ones that have it, mm -hmm. but most of the time, it's not. They're the only ones like that have like a real like you're level two. You know? Well, it's yeah. one of the defining characteristics of D and D. Therefore, in another game, puts a level system in the game. Guess what? They start feeling like. D&D. I mean, when Wizards of, the Co Wizards of the Coast loves that shit. I mean, D20 Star Wars, 3.5. Mm -hmm. yep. Hell was, yeah, I was, yep. a level, I was a level 18 soldier. It was awesome. Yeah. And part of the idea of, uh, again, back to the idea of what levels mean, what experience points means, mm -hmm. is that you were, all, your character is learning and growing. They are becoming better at some aspect of their persona. They are an eternal 20-year-old that never yep. never gets weaker. Yep, and, always uh, get stronger. Always, always get stronger. stronger. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, uh, uh, sort of a similar, like the first role-playing game that I ever actually like played was the Warhammer fantasy role-play system. That's a very unique one. And that, that had an experience point system, like similar to D and D, um, but it was called the job system Yep. where you don't go up in levels, you move from job to job and you basically have to. You have XP, much like in D&D, &D, and you, you spend it on specific chunks of upgrades. Yep. And once you have bought all the upgrades for your current job, you can then change your job. Oh, if you meet the prerequisites you meet for the that prerequisite other job. For the next job, or you can, like, it, it's, it's... And certain jobs were limited to where you could jump yeah, to. Yeah, jump to, or you, and you'd have to, you had to go through, like, a fucking ordeal if you wanted to go off your tree. Yeah. Um, and that was very weird. That's very interesting. That's a... That, that's so instead super. of a, there was a that's sort of a level system meets a point by system mm -hmm. it's because like a that's JRPG. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, like was, Final Fantasy twelve almost. Yeah, very similar. Although it was, I think it was older much than, earlier than that. Much earlier I, well, than well, that. Yeah, I'm just giving the the listener a mm -hmm. a comparator. Yeah, um, it, and so you had those types of system. Um, the I obviously did. Uh, you had uh, Shadow Run back in the day, and it still has basically the Karma system, which is a point by system. You buy things individually up, very similar to also White Wolf. White Wolf does this. They are like you get one or two XP a game. And you can save it up or spend it as you see fit, and certain things cost a certain amount, and you can get stronger over time. And what, Incrementally and, yeah. and based on well, what you choose to focus on. White Wolf has the obsession with making their costs multiplicative, though. Well, some of sometimes they do. They some, got they got away with it. Some some of the games got away from that, but certainly in V five that's the thing. Which actually I was thinking about that, about like 
if someone hasn't done it, there might be some some use to braining out like how uh, a flat cost version of the fives experience. Uh, it could make it absolutely work. Uh, it's so fucking easy. Just divide up the number of like total dots XP you would have had to spend, and then divide that equally over a level, or just cut that. Yeah, down. take the average. Basically, take, just yeah. take the average. Fair and enough. Max take the average, them. divide that in half, give less experience. Everyone's happy. Yeah, fair and, enough. Um, but Aeon does a flat cost. Yeah, the, the the story pass system does a flat cost. Yep, uh, which is good. Uh, and I think um, uh, it it the best way to describe sort of the difference between that is that with a flat cost system, it's very hard to build your character wrong. Yeah. I.e. to build it inefficiently. Because, um, man, do I remember uh, in, in both mine and your Exalted games. Oh, boy, you want to talk about a game that will give you a XP aneurysm. Yeah, I mean, there were constant rebuilds going on. Um, Because uh, just to, because the big, big sin of that system was you had the freebie system and then you had the XP system, which Old were entirely different, entirely different charts, entirely different costs for things. And by doing that, you created this weird... Uh, some things were more efficient to buy with freebie coins than XP. Therefore, I remember spending literally hours on a program, an exalted character generator and database, like moving points around to maximize my XP total in the end because by spending things on freebie points and then converting over to my uh, XP, I could just tweak out the most of my character. And that's, I just don't, that's just not fun anymore. No, me. no, I even I am like I don't mm. like it. But anyway, we, sh- we should we should backtrack a little bit yep. because D and D nowadays has that old system in place, but they also have uh, the milestone system, which is what most people which have. is what most people use. Which basically you reach a certain point in the story, and the the, the GM just you puts, you you puts a level and, on you. And as I've said in a previous episode, oh good, they ratified the thing everyone's been doing for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> because only only the most uh, very I wouldn't say grognarian, and, and I only use that because that's a that's sort of almost a derog could be a derogatory mm-hmm. term but a very meticulous table mm-hmm. who want to do the xp stuff and want to be, be very uh gritty about it um that was very particular and doesn't happen very often well i mean if i were to if i were to postulate i would say that tables that are very much in the sort of the old war game mm-hmm. like you know dungeon simulator mode of play i'm not my guy yeah i'm not my guy i'm i'm piloting the guy i'm I'm kyle i'm piloting this dude yeah that's right uh probably probably all kyles out there more uh more god damn it cow hashtag not all kyles (sighs) (sighs) yeah but anyway i yeah the milestone system is a bit more i think better way to go but there are weirder ones like the white wolf style like the point by shadow run white wolf point karma it's the karma level, system level system and whatnot those are sort of old standbys but there are some weirder ones and me being me i know a lot of them uh houses of the blooded uh had character gener- generation uh basically built into the in-game downtime system uh, where basically you you were a in House of the Blooded, you're a noble, uh, a fant- an old old fantasy style noble, uh, and you managed your lands and you had certain number of actions that you could take in between games, including training yourself, and that's how you got better. Like if you did not spend the time, you know, balancing your time between you know managing your lands and self improvement, then you just stay the way you are. Well, with the rarex, with the exception of that that game has a clock. Uh, you, you have a certain number of downtime sessions, and then you get older and weaker um, because it, it specifically went against the eternal twenty-year-old model, right? Uh, where like no, but it was also built to be a generational game. Where when your when your dude got old and frail, you would start playing and like that your dude's son or your dude's child or the child of another one of the other players' characters, and you would sort of cycle through the ages uh, of that. And that, that was a very non-standard XP system. Uh, let's see. Legend of the Wulin. In some cases, uh, it was kind of a mixture of levels and point by because you had Destiny, mm-hmm. which was, you know, you're raw like, I can buy stuff with this. And if you hit a certain Destiny total and had certain other boxes checked, that's when your tier went up. And when your tier goes up, 
holy fuck, it's like your essence going up. It's mm-hmm. very strong. Mm-hmm. But the entanglement systems where it got kind of weird, because you could also spend destiny into what's called entanglement. And entanglement is like literally like plot threads. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, I want a rival. Like, hey, that you know that dude mm-hmm. we just met? I spent five points. That's my rival now. Cool. And then the GM is like, I guess we're going to make that a thing. Strap in. Hold on to your butts. Next 15 minutes. Well, <laughs> and then I guess, um, like, it, what, what, it was sort of similar to the, to the way uh, Chronicles of Darkness used flaws. Uh, flaws did not give you points at character generations. Uh, they, they gave you XP when they came up. Which right. is a great way to do it, by the mm-hmm. way. And this is just a raw investment of like your CP into story, into story. Sometimes artifacts, sometimes items, sometimes knowledge, stuff that'll lead you to stuff. Uh, like you know, I took one that eventually led me to getting a, a martial arts style that like ain't no one in the entire world was gonna have other than me because I just happened to take a very intense entanglement that paid off a year and a half later. <laughs> cool. And that's where that's supposed to end up. It's always supposed to like progress you or make you better, but you're just saying, I want to do it through this avenue. And uh, yeah, Matthew, you just got a book off your shelf. Yeah, I got so a I'm couple books you, off the shelf. I'm uh, assuming you have, have some ideas. Yeah, I have. Um, there's Deadlands, which uh, they the basics is they have a bounty point system, very similar XP system. You can use it to increase certain things. I was actually looking up to see where the chart was, and this is an older book, and mm-hmm. uh, layout's a bit of a bitch sometimes mm-hmm. uh there's also legend of the five rings uh they also had a straight up xp purchasing sort of mm-hmm. the level of the skill or attribute is the number of xp that you need to get to the next thing so they had an incremental point by system um i'm trying to think of what else like some of the more unique well XP i can systems. think of one of the probably the most unique and the 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 type most likely to cause uh, like gamers used to more traditional stuff to blow their fucking gaskets yeah uh which is amber oh oh yeah we're about to do that in the amber we game we are about to do that in the amber game and i know it's going to upset you because it's actually not... it won't because i'm i know how that system Good. works well i know well, at some level you, it's going to upset you first oh, you must slough off your chrysalis you must and yes. then you eat it mm-hmm. uh, that is not far from the truth so, actually okay so i know we've described amber before but amber amber is not like other girls uh <laughs> it, it does things very differently yeah yeah. Um, she, she, can it repair a car? <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, um, but no. It um, basically, I mean, you Amber takes herself to prom. That's what Amber. Yeah, does. Amber does take herself <laughs> yeah. to prom. Um, if you're a girl named Amber, we're not talking about you. Um, <laughs> or are we? <laughs> who knows? Um, if you are, you should check out Amber. You'll probably like it. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, you you. You buy points against your fellow players competitively mm-hmm. uh, to determine a ranking system. Uh, and the way you advance your character is basically when the GM says, hey, we're having an advancement. Every player submits a list of things they want in the order that they want them. Like uh, highest priority to lowest priority. Highest priority to lowest priority. And by each item, uh, they, they, they check off whether or not they are willing to go into point debt. Uh, in order to buy it, they call it bad stuff. It's called bad stuff or good stuff. If you if you if you spent less points than you have available, you have good stuff, and if you spend more points than you have available, you have bad stuff. Uh, and stuff determines how the universe treats you, essentially. Well, good luck, bad luck. Good luck, bad luck, basically. Uh, or you can have zero stuff, in which case the world treats you as you know as though you were a neutral entity to it. But anyway, so basically, what the GM does is the GM takes a look at how much XP he's giving people. Uh, which he does not tell the players how much that is. Yep. Um, and then goes down the list and say, okay, you have this much XP, this thing that you want, which could include something like main. if you have rank one in an attribute and you want to maintain that, yep. then you basically put that somewhere on your list. Yep. Uh, and and you, know, you sort of ensure your superiority through that. Uh, and basically whatever it would cost to get the thing, be it a power, an attribute boost, uh, you know, paying for an item that you've acquired in game or whatnot. Uh, you go down the list and basically go until you run out of points and or uh, you know hit the level of bad stuff that, that is cap that, it that off. You can at. cap off at, and it's it it ends up that the players don't necessarily know what they've bought. 
until you, you until until, the, until it becomes tested. Yeah, until it's by like play. Yeah, uh, uh, so you want so even after the you purchase it, you won't tell us that we have it until it comes up in play. No. Oh, that's that's the part that's going to bother exactly. the shit out of me. Exactly. I knew it That part will bother the because, shit out of me. Well, okay. So here's the thing. We this is this kind of goes back to our last episode uh, about genre. Yep. That is very in keeping with the genre of Amber. Uh, there are portions in the books that it's based off of where the main character has like he has to weigh like I know I've in, I've improved. I don't know how much my rival has improved. I don't know where we stand in relation to one another. So, but the only way to really find out, out is if you is challenge. To challenge one another. So, if I say my first thing is I want to keep as it won't be a surprise to anyone, so I don't mind divulging it. Is let's say I want to keep rank one in endurance because mm-hmm. my character is rank one in endurance. You won't say how many points I've spent to keep that. Mm-hmm. You'll just. But I know that I've tried to my best to keep that rank yeah, if, one. If you put that as your first priority, um, uh, then you'll likely maintain it. Right. But actually, it'll probably be very, very cheap for you to maintain it. Right. Uh, because um, yeah, I kind of set the bar. You, you kind of set the bar amongst the felt your 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 current generation. You'll still be in. You'll still be in relation to the elders in some weird yeah. way. Uh, but if you maintain your rank and someone tries to come up on you. Like, because that could cost you zero points. Yes. If no one tries to surmount you. Right. Then that could cost you zero points. Oh, so I don't spend points unless unless something else forces me to spend more points. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's the thing. Like, you wait, and, and of course, I'll explain this when we actually do it. Yeah. You, you, the way you would r- write that is maintain rank one. Yeah. So if you don't have to spend any points to maintain rank one, but if I want to even get even better, well, at no. It. If you want to increase your rank, your endurance, then that's another matter entirely. Okay. Um, um, but let's say let's say by sorcery, which is a very common thing. Yeah. Obviously, I should know I learned how to do sorcery. Therefore, it should be on my yeah. character sheet for me as the player. Well, you'll to and you'll also have to to go through something to learn it. Uh, so it's along the lines of like, if you go through the stuff to learn it, uh, then I will probably role play like, yeah, you're, you're getting a hang of it. You might be able to cast a spell here and there, but then after we go through advancement and you try and use your sorcery and say like, ah, you get it. It You understand it clicks. Yeah. Uh, Or if you couldn't afford sorcery after the advancement, then you're like, you're still not getting it. Um, yeah. Ember is unique. It is its own beast. Weirdly enough, I really like what you are saying, but if you were to tell me there's a training system in Exalted or some mm-hmm. shit where it's like you have to go do a million push-ups to get that next dot, I I revile that, <laughs> but I like what you, Amber is doing. Really? Because it's, I don't know. It just feels oh, different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Exalted had a training system where they actually said you need to spend time, X yeah. number of weeks I fucking doing stuff. Fuck it, man. Yeah. Why Why did I not just get stronger by doing all the th- strong things I was strong well, in? Well, it's, it's less about a, it's less like training times, but in, in Amber, there just has to be some sort of narrative justification. Yeah, very for simple. You, for it can be, it can be, doing something. Could be in born stuff. You just are better. Like your attributes, there's almost, almost no excuse to yeah. increase your attributes because... You're like, you. like if you were, if you spent the last ten years in a shadow drinking mai tais on a beach, I would say like, no, the f- no, you're gonna have to do something to raise your endurance. Uh, um, no, but I'm increasing my trait to drink mai tais. I mean, okay, you can just drink mai tais then. Um, <laughs> very, very good at it. Hey man, if you invest the points, you got to make it part of something. Right? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Well, and the, there's some. I wonder how, my character sheet. <laughs> there are some things there that you have to. That there are very specific things that you have to do in order to initiate yourself into that power. Like yep. if you want to get the logris, which is the 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 power chaos, chaos power. There are some steps you got to take. Yeah, you got to go take a step. Uh, take a trip to the on the wild side. You've That's gotta, all I'm yeah, saying. You, you've got to dive into the primal incarnation of chaos and madness. Yeah, and and then come out on the other side. Same with the pattern too. Mm-hmm. Pattern is it's it's no joke either. You got to walk it. Yeah, walk it, and you've got to deal with its its conformity, its mm-hmm. its uniqueness, um, um, and that's. That's Amber. The only other unique one that I've heard about, I do not know a lot because I've never played it, is called Mouse Guard. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mouse Guard supposedly had, because this was an actual XP system I wanted to design a long time ago, and I was very happy when I found out that somebody else had sort of developed it already. It's where there's not really points. There's no levels. There's no XP to spend. What it is is when you do stuff, if you succeed at it, you you basically get notches. And once you hit a certain number of notches... You pick a new thing you do. You pick a new thing you do, or you get better at a thing. Um, but in a system that I also thought, I'm sure somebody has developed it, is like failure has got its own weight too, because mm-hmm. 
There's the old oh. take. You'll learn a lot more from failure than success. Mm-hmm. That baby fox fucked us up, man. <laughs> dark times. Yeah. Reminds, I, it reminds me of uh, Blades in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way Blades in the Dark, um, like, you get, I think you get some XP, uh, like a small amount of XP, but the way you get a, get a lot of XP is it's actually, it's somewhat asymmetrical, um, but um, you can basically get XP when you do risky things. Ah, uh, okay. So you press your luck. Yeah, for... when you press your luck, there's a. Ch- I think you either get it automatically, or you, um, or when you fail. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's basically when 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 you are in a when you basically make a desperate roll, uh, which is basically the rolls that you are at a severe disadvantage yep. and can get royally fucked up on if you fail. Um, which that's an interesting system in and of itself. Uh, I've been rereading Blades in the Dark. Uh, then you get more XP for that. Yeah. Um, My next six months to a year of gaming is going to be playing shysty people. <laughs> yes. Yay. Shadowy shysty people. I love I mean, shysty people. I need to read Elias Lock more. You really, really do. Don't, uh, don't, don't hold your goddamn breath for that fourth book. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I'm a, luckily, for most novels, I'm kind of a slow reader, so that's perfectly fine. It will be a while. I hope you got till 2025. <laughs> oh, Hopefully I do. I'm so sad. Uh, mm-hmm. Um... But anyways, uh, XP system. So we've talked about a, a wide gamut. Uh, uh, is that the right word? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, wide gamut. Cool. I did it right. Yay, folks. You got a you word. Worded. I did. A, I did wording. Uh, we've seen a lot of different ones, and so let's talk a little bit about what they mean. Um, let's go back to the granddaddy. Let's go back to D and D and levels. What does it mean? Well, D- I guess in like in D and D, it means you've either killed enough monsters or you have gotten to a certain point in the story yeah um or you've just basically reached a sort of a semi-arbitrary point of you've you've adventured this much you it's time you are this you are this tall to ride this ride Mm -hmm. in other words well and i guess like you know specifically with dnd that sort of feeds into the challenge rating system yeah it can like you know because it has a very regimented you know, way of upgrading your character, it's easier to balance the types of monsters and encounters and whatnot that the GM can well, throw at there's you. There's stronger guidelines for you mm-hmm. to, for the, for a DM to follow. I mean, that is one of the, it's, if you want to talk about one of its great positives, encounter design is something you can sort of math out in Dungeons and Dragons, at least, where in other games, it's much harder. Like much vampires. Harder. Much harder. How do you how, how do you, you do that? that and, like, and you just hope in kind of like okay, we know for vampire for so let's take D and D. You can map up everything out. You got a fighter, you got a wizard, you got a cleric. They can heal. They can do all kinds of damage. They can do lots of very specific. You don't things. have to know what's on the player's character sheet to yeah. build an encounter. Yeah. Whereas for, vamp- for vampire, you basically have to you know. If you want to try and supplant the prince, then, you know, maybe, Veronica, you should go out with me, and then I'll make the... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Well, no, I, okay, I, I say that because vampires are very, like, social manipulative. Nope. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's... The challenge is... There's so many different axes of challenge that a GM can go. Um, it's... It, again, that's hard. I hate to get gritty with it, but... That's hard encounter design. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, do I send the werewolf after the PCs or do I send a bruja after the PCs? And that has an entirely different feel and pace and uh, and overall threat level. Then, and it's harder to do in a, a more of a freeform system than in a strict yeah. well, level basis. I mean, it's one of those things of you know the world's a very the world of darkness is an incredibly dangerous horrific place whereas you know the world of D can be that but there's also you know it's less like high fantasy be. and whatnot and there's sort of and there's if, and if you're playing the water deep dragon heist shit gets downright silly uh four and twenty kenkus break break, <laughs> break out of a pie but we fucked them up we did i did uh, i did uh, then we had to fight Kenku. the machine man and that was no bueno don't fight the machine. Fought a robot. Don't oh, fight robots. Don't do that. The, devil, the devil has made a robot? No, a really nice guy made a robot, and that robot kicked our asses. Oh, no. Um, Never thought I'd be so happy to see the city watch. <laughs> uh, and so, but let's also think about what levels mean for the player. Uh, in D&D, especially in 5th Ed, um, leveling means you don't have to make a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. You, your, your progression, the things you'll be capable of doing, except for a few avenues... You pretty much know what you're going to be able to do 
from the entirety of more or less what your character is capable of outside of like certain levels and certain magic items and stuff like that. You, you're good. You know what you're generally getting. Whereas of. Vampire or Aeon or anything, you're like, the, well, the the buffet is open to you. What are you willing to yeah, where, where put do away you your focus? XP? Well, I mean, in, in point buy systems, it's kind of currency. Yeah. Like, it's kind of money. Like, you literally buy things based on the thing. And that actually made me think of another thing uh, that we, we didn't touch upon uh, is sort of alternate XP tracks. Where, like, for example... In um, Dark Heresy, you have your character XP, and then you have your gear. Gear gear is its own, like in some games, equipment is its own form of experience. Like you can be personally powerful, but if you don't have the right level of equipment to to comp to complement your your skills, you're going to be suboptimal. You're not going to be able to. Uh, You're absolutely you're hundred percent right because for a long time in dark beginning of Dark Heresy and Rogue Trader, they had uh they they started out as a level based system of almost a class based system. They're like you are this class, you're going to progress like this, and there's very little wiggle room around it. And by the time they got the Black Crusade, they started. They basically were like, we're not doing that anymore. You have basically XP. You can you have an XP based system. We don't have levels anymore. You can mm-hmm. do what you want. But gear is absolutely absolutely key in a grittier game. Um. Equipment's going to matter more if you hand out certain items. Which that, that I mean that that also is true true in D anD D because you know if you're an X level party, you need to have like you need to have some amount of magic you really weapons. Don't, you really don't want to even if like okay we're all level ten and we're going up against a CR ten monster, but none of us have magic weapons. Ooh, this is going to be a hard, harder fight. Uh oh. Well, I mean so one one of the sort of the, the 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 gates is there are monsters that just can't be affected by non magic weapons. Yes, yes. Um, or, now or, that was that was much more true and much more uh, nuanced in three point five. Like they had like silver magic. Like silver was a thing. Yeah. Or silver magic items. Only well, magic items. But that's back when they did, like, DR number. Yeah, like, DR, Flash, like, yeah. whatever. Whereas uh, DR is just a set thing. Now like. it's just resist. Resistance or, or immunity. Resistance or immunity, you're which is half damage or, or no. Yeah, half or none. Um, and so they've they've taken a lot of hard work out of the uh, sort of level, some of the level design, and uh, they made it easier for the players to sort of, to level up, to manage mm-hmm. their character. And that's why Grand Pustle sits on the throne. Yeah. Because you know what? Leveling up's real, real easy. It is. You don't have to think too hard about how to spend yeah. your experience. Now in in spend for, your experience. Yeah, quotes. for point based system we we keep going back to vampire, but that's the biggest one we know. It's it's pretty common. Is you gotta figure out it's like, yeah, you wanna buy that uh we've been doing a lot of fighting and this seems to be a campaign where there's a lot of combat. Do I really wanna buy that extra dot of craft? Yeah, or science. or or science or whatnot, or do I want potence, or do I want potence, or brawl, or, or yeah, yeah, or or strength? It's the idea of do I want to play the character or do I want to play the game, and that can be kind of problematic. That, but you're, that just you're, kind of reminded me of, of something I saw on the internet recently. It's it's the meme of guys only want one thing and it's fucking disgusting, uh, yeah. and then it's just celerity five, potence five, fortitude five. I'm not against that. Nope. <laughs> Uh, that's a character who wants. That's a player who wants their character to do one particular thing and do it very well. The juggernaut bitch. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Punch. I'm fast and I and I take a hit. And old Jesse take a punch. Uh, good, old good Jesse lo- take and a that's punch. That's also another thing. This is where the encounter design for vampire and those types of games can be problematic because you can have one guy who's like super hardcore combat, really good at combat. He's going to be hit like a Mack truck. Then you got guy who's the whole, the whole social or mental guy, and it's like, well, if I throw a physical combat, this guy may run it over. That would have been a challenge for these guys, but if it's a challenge for that guy, it's going to paste. Yeah, the the, the, the the less optimal characters in in a sort of a point by system, your 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 arenas of competency can be very diverse. Yeah, and it can be very hard, and that's actually something that comes up in LARP as well. Yeah, uh, you know, you know. XP level of of town, as it were, um, does not necessarily map to the type of encounters that you can throw at them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, I mean, this is something we learned in Fractured. If the majority of your players are hardcore motherfucker combat monsters, then throwing throwing out encounters that is going to be challenging to all levels of play. Or fun for all levels of play because you know even if like you've got ninety percent combat monsters you're gonna have you know ten percent of 
other, which could be like smart people or crafty people or, or diplomatic social, people, diplomatic people, and if they get caught by the monsters that you sent out to deal with your ninety percent combat monster players, they're, they're going to have a bad time. Yeah, they're gonna, they're they're going to be have a and real bad time. On the opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, and this is another thing. It's like, okay, well, 90% of town is combat monsters. If you put out 18 threads that require every scholar's attention all the time or everyone to do all their downtimes for it and no one has those skill sets because they've decided to play the game at the game, some shit's going to fall through the cracks, man. So it's That's like true. you have to decide whether it's like you want to deal with them failing because they're going to. Because there's a certain point where you're at it, you're piling on more stuff. It's like, well, that's the thing they're going to fail at. That's the thing they're going to fail at. And that's the thing we ran into. Just a certain, you know, everyone trying to... You only have so much capacity in the in that. And if you're not very cognizant as the as the GM, the, G, uh, the DM, or the ST, if you're not cognizant of what they're capable of and the capacity of which they can hold, you could start throwing too much stuff in their, in their various arenas that overwhelm them or overload them and there and being in the game where you want to have consequences for actions or inactions can cause a lot of problems a lot of headaches for your players and for you so that's a part of this i know that's a little off topic yeah but. It, we're, we're, we're edging more into encounter design than yeah. xp systems but it it the one feeds into the other yeah um but yeah i mean and so yeah i mean that's that's another thing i mean larp LARP XP systems are, like, the ones that we deal with are mostly point by. It's off. The only one, I've only ever heard of, like, the older ones that are still level-based. Well, they're XP-based, but they're also level-based. Like, your overall XP level of how much you have determines your level, and some levels will give you certain things, but you still purchase stuff like it there's it's a, it's a hybrid system of those things it's a weird hybrid system like uh i think it pleases no one <laughs> yeah um, except the people who've been playing it for 40 years yeah um, and and so and bless but, them. All, yeah, the, bless them at the end of the day uh what xp systems and all that like we said it's just there to build your character up and make them bigger and better and that's an interesting perspective because in some respects, it it's very hard to learn new skills and new abilities as a real world person. I guess this is part of the f power fantasy of it all. Is like you want to be the epic hero, like do the Luke Skywalker thing. First movie, he barely knows how to use a lightsaber, if at all. By the third movie, he by, by the third movie, I do mean uh, Episode Six. Mm -hmm. He's a goddamn Jedi Master, and he's great with that fucking lightsaber. I mean, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Like you know. Uh, he start theater. Yeah, and <laughs> he learned a few things from a Jedi Master. And then in the eighth movie... Ahem. <laughs> Ahem. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, we're not getting that. If you want to talk about that, we'll go to Patreon content. No, we're good. We've, we've, we've talked we've, about, we've we've talked talked about movie eight <laughs> for a while. Um, but anyway, well, actually, um, there's some games like Mummy uh, that, you know, start you out. At a high, oh yeah! At a, at you start out like I think it's probably one of the only ones where Mummy you start out at your with your power stat yeah big yeah and big. you go down and like you had you do get XP you do grow in other ways but like the big thing that dictates your power level level I put that in giant air quotations right now starts off but you go lower because the whole idea of that was hey you are a cataclysmic thing but you only are allowed so much yeah, time the, uni the universe on this only plane. tolerates you for so long yeah and you just get weaker and weaker and it gets more problematic and you have to you get weak and so you have to manage things more carefully um and that's what we did when we were designing subnet is we were we had the idea of we wanted an xp system as slash progression clock. system i mean yeah. uh, we wanted the clock which is your character's not going to be young young quote mm -hmm. forever you are going to have to deal with being less capable over time because you need to think about teaching the future so that was something that i actually i always kind of had in my back pocket for a while uh in in my larp days um is the idea of coming in with a character at retirement level P XP, yeah, and then instead of, instead of gaining XP every game, losing XP every game, yeah, such that like it will it eventually would provide a situation where, well, Grandpa used to be great, yeah, well, but uh, well, now he's a fucking I actually, liability, uh, and uh, I thought about that too. Where actually, what what would happen is you would earn XP as a character, you would hit a peak, 
and then you would either slowly go down well more like you if you played more you'd stop at that peak but if you kept playing you could still do stuff but occasionally the staff would go you don't remember how to do this thing or it's changed in some way. And so it creates this dynamic of you are not supposed to be here all the time. Uh, also, the idea, I had an idea once where because the progression, the rate of progression is also very important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because you progress too fast, you overload the entire system and you can't control you can't quote unquote control the players mm -hmm. and they kind of run run over your game. One of the things I wanted to do for LARP was I had an explanation in game where so the generally most LARPs are around a nexus, some sort of important place or thing. So time works differently in this, these nexuses. So out there, uh, everything's slower. Everything here is faster. So the whole like, oh, within a year, I have mastered ancient skills that would take li a lifetime to master. It's like, because this place is weird and different. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. just because you are exceptional. It's that this place is exceptional and you can't, and you live in this place. However, living in here shortens your life. Like it makes it where you will probably meet your end of your life sooner rather than later than if you lived out there, because you wouldn't have, you would have, you're dealing with threats and problems that are potentially cataclysmic. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I thought of a system and this is just like, this is a system that, that never really got any play. Yeah. Um, where for, for a LARP system where, um, you would take basically XP would be a a big bag, yeah, full of like little little baubles, yeah, uh, of different colors, and basically you would you would um, depending on what the PCs did at that weekend it, at the game, yeah, you would put in like like they it would be kind of D and D esque where your accomplishments determine how much of the extra special stuff goes into the bags. Right. And then there was a, there was basically a system where uh, there would be some sort of calculus where if you were a big character, you got, you know, a, you got one or two grabs, grabs out of grabs it. out of the bag. Whereas if you were a smaller character, you got more grabs out of the bag. Yeah, and you could, you, um, you, and you, you created that, that uniqueness of that randomness to mm -hmm. kind of spice things up and go, oh, I got the big thing or, oh, I didn't get the little thing. I got, only got the little thing. And that's, that's the sort of thing that, um, you know, or, you know, if you're a big character, you just, basically the odds would be that if you were a big character, you were likely going to get like five of the small things. Right. Which you could use to flesh your character out. Uh, where, you know, and, and it would take a very specific player base to tolerate that kind of and shit. There was a lot of calibration needed. There's a lot that. of calibration needed to do that. But I, I always thought that was a way of, of sort of so many angry emails, so many angry uh, emails. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Well, if you have a thoughts on that, please email us at, uh, yeah, send us your angry at <laughs> yeah. we welcome your it's angry never, emails. Uh, if you want to be angry about something that's never going to happen. Feel because free because I'm because yeah. I'm never going to run a lot. We, we can have that talk. Um, well, of, Facebook's the place for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the one of the, another system I had an idea for a LARP um, was um, sort of a so everyone would get XP or CP at the end of the a weekend, just like everyone else. However, if you did things, monsters and or marshals would have chits in their in their in their and they would evenly distribute out these chits. And if they felt somebody did a exceptional job for one reason or another, hold on, Ooh. hold on, let me get my idea. Scott got the talk. Yeah, I got sure, the talk. Yeah. So I shook my head during his too. Um, I know you didn't uh, like it. Uh, and he would, they may like a, maybe a younger player gets an extra chit or something. And what what these chits is, you they could be turned in for CP for you. You can totally do that. Or if you spend time in play, training and talking to that other player, you could give them your chits. So you can be like, I have imparted my experience literally to you, and they could they could help level up faster I or get feel to like I feel like that oh it could be gamed. I I know this. There's a way. Well, not only that, but I feel like there's an easier way to mechanize this. Um, probably sure. Yeah, and th that's just one of the many little ideas I had for a LARP system, and and there's a lot of tons. Oh, and as got said, like items can also items are a sort of an XP thing or at least a progression. Mm -hmm. um, like Deadlands had another one is if you play an undead dude, you had harrowing abilities. You got these special abilities, which could also be sort of, if you defeated big bads, you got cool new powers, which is another form of progression. Um, also well, like the idea of having progressions in 
sort of buckets of so you did a thing okay you're you get this xp that can only be spent on x oh, y yeah, or like, z like, uh, i'm fine with locked experience spent yeah. within a specific purview based on what you did like essence like i think exalted has like essence experience yep. and yeah uh, yeah so i mean both the larps we were in like downtimes are their own weird form of that's true of their own weird house of the blooded is kind of that yeah. too but LARP downtimes are very much like you accomplish things or you develop weird new powers. Or Yeah, getting the weird new powers out of your downtimes is basically like the alternate ex- thing. Although there there is a bit of there is a bit of finesse to it and a little bit of randomness that you may not, you know, get what, and you may not get what you want because what you just yeah, asked. Because everyone big. in uh, this is actually a phenomenon. This is a little off topic, but it's related. It's unique that in a game where there's a downtime system, you always see players always want to get the unique thing that no one else has. Who doesn't want to be a fucking snowflake? I, I know, yeah. I know, I absolutely that's the case, and I always find that very, very interesting. Um, for like there, a game like are, D&D or something, we don't do we we try to get some stuff. There are but people really... who stop playing the game they love for a year to go NPC for a year to have something special about them. <laughs> like that's i've done it i'm i'm about to do it myself i got i go in in december I've, it's crazy it's crazy um and that's i guess another feeds into the progression system is as a character progresses and plot dictates they're going to potentially want unique things like vampire they want a special discipline they've been schmoozing i know for werewolf i've been trying to schmooze a uh, stargazer to eventually teach me a gift. Yeah, but that didn't go fuck, over so he well. He was a fuck boy. Uh, yeah, he he he's a bad boy. He he didn't do well. Fucking um, clear. I think he'll come back. He's gonna come back later, and then we're, shit's gonna go down. I some real moon moon shit going down. Uh, yeah, he 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 did he did capital M moon moon shit. He capped a moon moon. Uh, we got to lay in. It's one of the few times ever that I've role played that I've got to lay into an NPC like straight up. We're in the right. You were in the wrong. Well, he was our inferior, so yeah, oh, it doesn't happen very often. Well, I mean, I th- actually, I think that's part of werewolf. Like, yeah. that's very much a part of werewolf of like, we're we're right because we're right because we're your superior, mm-hmm. and you, the thing you did, like, it's it's a weird morale. Where, well, this is really going off the thing. It's a weird sort of morality thing where the thing he did wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, if he were our elder. He could have done that whenever he wanted to. He could have done that. We probably wouldn't have liked it, but we wouldn't have yelled at him about well, it. We would, we, we would have been in the wrong for yelling him about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Uh, but he was our younger, and he disobeyed us, yeah. so fuck him. We're not upset that you did it. We're upset you didn't tell us that you were going to do it. Oh, also the fact that he wasn't a ragabash and he did it. Oh, yeah. That's if lovely. he were a ragabash... Because uh, we were classes. Com- we're yeah. classes as fuck. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, uh, I think that wraps it up because we are getting off topic. Um, but anything else you'd like to say about XP and XP systems? They're fun. They help fulfill and ride out your character. Flat cost for life. Flat cost for life. Uh, be ethical about it. Um, like, don't... Don't make people clean out your garage. Oh yeah, the don't yeah. That's another thing. Just that's more of good st and good gming. Don't be a shithead about it. And don't yeah, bad it. I have we have horror stories. Oh man, real bad I... on other horror stories. It's super bad. In LARPs, don't let your players spend money that will directly translate into experience points. It's an ethical issue. Pretty much. Yeah, it it can be super problematic. Um. But because and but people like to progress. I'm wondering. Uh, it also another thing is like how fast to progress because getting a lot of XP feels good, but you can really ramp up your character and then you don't get a lot of time with that character. There sometimes are people, there are people. Yeah, there are people who actively want half progression speed. Mm-hmm. They that, actively go for. That's it. actually my one of my comments for uh, Underground Theater is they give out a lot of XP. There's an easy way of getting a lot of XP in that 10 game. Ten XP a month. That's for that system is a lot and you can move you can get very big very quickly fairly big very quickly um i know they're changing some things when they re- when they start their campaign over again it did but seem it's... very efficient to buy up your main traits all the way oh, yeah. to the top immediately that's 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 how you do things yeah there's always the that's another thing with xp systems versus leveling because you have a free reign, you have a lot more control over what you buy when you buy it. So there's optimal ways of progressing the character. I have, in fact, seen uh, one of the orb the orb system, which is you know the fought and fractured system, 
someone basically jocked it wholesale, but because of how the game was and how they get experience and how that all works, they speed bumped some stuff. Like they actually inserted speed bumps so that people would not enter game and immediately like climb to the max level of a of a of skill. A skill. So they put like trait requirements on it and locked them out with traits that you can't have this skill. I can the trait. see that. That'd be that's an interesting perspective on it because there that's more game design. But there's some there's some room for that actually. No, there. I mean, I understood their reasons one hundred percent why they did it. They didn't want Mr. Gunman, John Gunman, being <laughs> Mr. Gunman, super hard, mm-hmm. way harder than any other gunman. I mean, like in year one. So, because yeah. they want everyone to feel like, you know. Basically um, about the same level. About the same level. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's fine. But anyways, uh, I think that's all from us. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. Hey, Matthew here. I just wanted to let you know, if you want to give feedback to Polyhedron, you can go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the show's Twitter handle at polyhedroncast. Uh, if you'd really like to help us out, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, give us a buck a month and become one of our bosses and really support the show. And if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can find Matthew at BioImportance. You can find Scott at DivasMallCalf. And you can find Ryan at Arduous. You want to spell it? R-J-U-O-U-S. And finally, just so we can wrap it up here, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere, give us a five-star review. It really helps our exposure. All right. Thanks, guys.